Hey there, it's Chuck from Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation. We had the opportunity to sit with Abby Abs Kaler and Zoe Young, two of the members of the feminist folk foursome from Western Massachusetts in the Pioneer Valley, Ruby Mac. We were sad to miss their bandmates, Emma Ayers and Abby Duquette, but during the time of COVID, we are always happy to sit face-to-face, albeit 10 feet away and masked, to chat with talented musicians. We got heavy into their songwriting and their debut album, Devil Told Me, which they just released in late October. Like so many musicians, they were unable to tour the album as planned, but hope to hit the road as soon as it is safe to do so. Previously called the Emma June Band, their playing and complimentary harmonies are just beautiful. I'll plagiarize here from their YouTube page just because it is so well done and poetic. Ruby Mac sings about the ways in which we build ourselves into empty factories of potential productivity and transform ourselves into lonely machines, like a dog howling at something you can't see but makes you bristle regardless. The underground music collective website called Devil Told Me a modern folk masterpiece, and we absolutely agree. Okay, enough of my plagiarism. Here is our conversation with Abs and Zoe from Ruby Mac, recorded at Woods Hill Table in Concord, Massachusetts. I haven't watched anything, but I did appreciate the, the what's it called, the moderator the woman there. Savannah? She gave him hell. Well, she was really and, spot on. Wait, and she which, was Savannah Guthrie. The woman who asked him the questions. Oh, at the town hall? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about at the He was like, you're not someone's crazy uncle. Yeah. And then and then his niece was like, uh, kinda is. <laughs> she was like, well. Yeah, well, sorta. <laughs> no, Savannah Guthrie was a badass. I mean, she was. She, she, you could see her sweat a little bit, but she was. No, she, she held her own, and she That's was great. finally someone <clears throat> asked him freaking questions. We're just talking about politics, the old. Like good. I know. Yeah. If Emma was here, she'd be eating it up. She is our resident. News watcher. News watcher. Not even. <laughs> she just like loves to scream about politics no matter what. It's, you know, it's it's such a uh, trigger. It is. It and is. I, yeah, absolutely. So I try to avoid yeah. it. No, that's why we went right into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Emma plays what? Emma plays the guitar and also sing. We all sing. Right. So, yeah, she is a guitar player. I'm also a guitar player. I'm not fiddle. a guitar player. Not a guitar player. Fiddle. You're fiddle. Yeah. And what about and then Abby? the other Abby plays um, uke bass. the uke bass. The uke bass, just yeah. like our bass player. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. He has a little teeny uke bass yeah. with, with glow-in-the-dark strings. Ooh. What? That's something We should new. tell Abby about that. Yeah, really? So uke bass that's obviously too. amplified. Yes. yes. Yep. It has these got these like thick rubber strings. Yeah. 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 Right. It's a great sounding. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's nice. really easy it's to carry around. It's very unique and very portable. Exactly. Did she play kind of standard bass before that or did she, she play the Honestly, uke before? Not that? really. Neither. She had played the bass, the like standard bass, and then immediately after joining yeah, never, us never was upright. like, I'm going to start playing the uke bass. So mm-hmm. it's all been a learning experience, I think. Uke bass looks fun though to play. Mm, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. We were actually just talking about that today. Like little, she she like said she toy. always just has such a great time playing it. I mean, I mean, you have to know what you're doing on it. So, but right, it, and it, she plays the fretless yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, I saw so that. The, oh, yeah. It's even, it's even weirder and harder. Fretless. That means there's no frets. <laughs> fretless. Yes. Doesn't Is have that like uh, beardless? It's kind of like beardless. Um, well, thank you guys for coming out. Yeah, thanks absolutely. for having me. I really me. appreciate it. How long is the drive for you? 
I normally live right down the road in Sudbury. Oh. Um, but we were in Western Mass just now. So yeah. it was like an hour and 20 maybe. So you were in Western Mass doing what? We, we were doing saw each other for the stuff. first time, all of us together, in seven months yes. since really? the pandemic. Yes. We had made the decision to not see each other and kind of obviously go along with regulations and yeah. be responsible. See, and we're not Republicans. I yeah. <laughs> and That's so blue of you. <laughs> so blue of us. Hashtag vote blue. <laughs> um, also, hashtag science. But um, <laughs> yeah, we just saw each other yesterday all together for the first time because we decided to merge our bubbles before the winter came because for all, all, mental all health four of you. yes for mental health and physical health reasons we just need to be playing music throughout the winter so we decided to merge as of yesterday so you were in Sudbury and where were you so I'm originally also from Eastern Mass um, right now I'm living in Jamaica Plain oh and where from East, where uh, from Dedham originally from Dedham yep. yeah I'm happy to be back in Massachusetts right now I spent the last few years in Austin Texas so I'm happy to be back yes I saw I don't know if it was your bio, though, that it says hometown is Austin, Texas. Was that your oh, Facebook um, page? It could have been on my Facebook page because yeah, okay. I think that's probably the last time I updated yeah, okay. my uh, <laughs> location. Like, that's a long-distance band if I ever heard one. It oh, was yeah, it for was a while. for really two and was. a half years, yeah. 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 It well, it's weird. weird to be in, like, this seven-month period where it didn't matter where you were. Yeah, it, it really was, sucked. It was so, so wild, yeah, because the whole point of me moving back was to do this with Ruby Mac. And when did you move back? To, like, two months before the, the pandemic. The end of December. Yeah. So I we had, like, what, like, one rehearsal? We, like, we essentially recorded our record, and then the pandemic happened. Yeah. So we, like, didn't... And you're, like, back to Zoom or whatever. Yeah, we're like, okay. How did you guys <laughs> yeah. rehearse... Or during the pandemic, how have you guys connected? Is it like what platform? Mostly like iMessage, which sounds dumb, but mm-hmm. we mostly like we didn't really we haven't played. Yeah, we haven't really been able to play together. I feel like we very much are the type of people where we do it together or we don't do it. We all do our own thing, but it's we like didn't jump on the train of like okay we're gonna do we a didn't Zoom do any live streams right but right but you connect you text and everything yeah, oh, yeah. we have a group and how text. was that yesterday when you first got together in person it was so it was so fun <laughs> it was thrilling what'd you do <laughs> we actually were playing at like a little farmers market this week um, so we were like oh shoot we should probably rehearse like we haven't played together in, in almost seven a year months, so. <laughs> We just banged through our songs. Um, we played through our whole record yep. that's coming up. And we took like, some photos. Let's just play all we're everything. So. Yep. You and did Machine Man. You did, you Machine did Milk Man. Tooth. You threw a little <laughs> Jane in there. You did some Jane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just made that up. That was perfect. <laughs> you didn't make that up. Really rolled off the tongue. Those are actual real songs. titles? So you got, yeah. Oh, my God. I just totally mil- made up Milk Tooth, Jane, and Machine <laughs> Man. It's oh like God. you'd never heard it before. <laughs> Can we talk about Milk Tooth? We yeah, can. I'd love to talk about Milk Tooth. They're all good. Milk Tooth, I think, is great. Thank, Thank you. you. I think they're all very good. Cool. You're like, who is this guy? Why does it even matter? What do you think? <laughs> I know you're thinking that. I could see it through the mask. I, I could tell. But I have to say, I listened to it in my car today. Cool. And it was sort of like... It brought me back, frankly. We're not, we're, we're not that old. He's pretty old. But it brought me back to like... 90s, late 80s. I'm not going to say Indigo Girls because it's not. But it's like there's a certain like timeless, organic, frankly, it's woman's voice that's part of it matching with the strings. 
and it was very therapeutic for me. I mm, thought it was like I'm so happy to hear that. Really communal. Like mm. the harmonies come in. I don't know. It felt really good, especially maybe I don't know. I was on the road, I was feeling like kind of pensive. Yeah. Mm. It's a good one for a like good one for pensivity. Quality pensive <laughs> driving when you're by yourself. It might be pensiveness. Pensiveness. It definitely is. Pensitivity. That pops into my head immediately. Yeah. Pensitivity. Right. I gotta like it. There's is that <laughs> a word pensitivity? It. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, anyway, I just I'm all about milk tooth. That's all I gotta say. Thank cool. you. <laughs> That's all you gotta say. We appreciate that. Well, no, I love it. If we're gonna stay on on milk tooth, yeah, jump um, right in. God damn it, so Joe. Explain what a milk tooth is. I'm not Joe. Ron. Ron. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. You're so That's correct. Okay. He's got that bag over his head. Wow. Emma. It's hard to... Emma. <laughs> Emma. Do we? We're gonna have a problem, Emma. Go ahead. Sorry. Talk about what is what is milk teeth or milk so tooth? So a milk tooth is a baby tooth. It's a baby tooth. Just another Aww. cute little name for it. That was the short answer. That's the short answer. <laughs> That's the long short. answer is we kind of like. It's also a metaphor. Emma, this is Emma's baby. Honestly, she describes it as very uh, much an autobiographical song for her. She wrote all the lyrics to this song, and so she talks about how. Growing up, she always felt like she could never shed her baby teeth in in that way of like huh. hanging on to your these like nostalgic parts of your youth as you're yeah. growing up. Parts of your identity. Parts of your identity. And you know how who that, you who your family thinks you are. Yeah. The roles that you're supposed to fit into. All of that. That's her baby tooth, and that's kind of what the song's about. I also read that this was, and I don't remember, I don't know who said it, but it was the scariest song to do. <laughs> yeah, to record. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about <laughs> I it? I feel like that's true in a lot of it's different definitely ways. definitely true. <laughs> so Milk Tooth, yeah, I think that it maybe it was Abby Duquette that said that. Um, but I think that she said that because, number one, it is the probably the most vulnerable song on the entire album. It's, like Zoe said, really Emma's baby and... Yeah. Really, like her life experience is, she's, is what she's putting out yeah, there. She, I think she raw. described it as a page from her journal. Um, and so I think Abby Duquette meant that in that way. Um, but it, it was also a little bit scary because, well, not it was actually more fun than it was scary. Yeah. I take that back. We love improvising as, <laughs> as a whole band together and individually. And basically we hadn't, decided the final format of the song prior to recording prior to being in the studio so the song actually came together as we played it in the studio it was Mm. the only song that we didn't record live Interesting. and for the reason of it didn't exist until we made it exist that day truly truly Yeah. yeah so kind of like by you know happenstance but also i think that it was really hard to make the decisions for it because it's such a vulnerable piece so your contributions to it she wrote the lyrics it was her baby as you said but you guys were kind of forgive the analogy but kind of the aunts (laughs) yes yeah you guys all contributed to the family in a sense for sure yeah i'm on the vocals the lead vocals on milk tooth and that is something that's new for us usually so usually emma is on lead And this song, she showed it to me like a year ago when she just had like the bare bones of the song. She showed it to me and then it just got stuck in my head and I could not stop singing it. And I was like, these lyrics are so good. Like I can't get them out of my head. So I made her tell me the chords to it and I learned it myself. And I recorded this little thing on my phone in like voice memos. 
And it was just like me alone in my bedroom playing very softly because everyone in the house was asleep, and but I really wanted to play. And I, I just recorded it, not even thinking anything of it. I was just like, oh, I should record this so I can like send it to the group text. And then I sent it, and then they were like, that's the song. The group text absolutely blew up. The group text we freaked were, out. We were all, because I think you had said, like, when Emma first brought it to us, it was more of like a grungy, like a little bit of a rock feel, the way that she was playing it. And mm. what it turned into was a lullaby. Mm. And yeah, Zoe's original voice memo is absolutely breathtaking we were like you have to sing this so it kind of got given to me in that sense of like okay we like what you did with it let's go that direction which was cool i don't know do you have it i think i might have it i could play a snippet of it yeah totally yeah i would love to hear it yeah okay let me get my phone all right talk amongst yourselves (laughs) i've written songs where i've done it into my phone and then it always sounds better on the f- that little crappy thing under right. the phone than ever than whatever I could do like with anybody else like That's so funny. with a, with real microphones or like together. I'm like, can we make it sound like this crappy phone <laughs> one I yeah. did? And it never works out that way. I know. I feel like honestly, there's something to that. I feel like it's always when we are kind of fooling around that the best version of something happens, <laughs> yeah. the most organic. <laughs> And it's always a struggle to try to recreate that. I wonder if they've made full albums on voice memo. They, yeah. Why not? Like release the crappy phone version. That's really interesting. I bet they have. Because they've made movies on iPhones. Right. Yeah. No, that's so true. When would this have been? I don't know why I didn't label it. Like, of course I. Oh no! I found it. I found it. Do you want me to like hold it up to that? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Jeez, I haven't heard this in a long time. All right. Can't go any higher. That's right. Okay. One street down, the wanting more. The moonlight grapefruit on the porch. Always fighting in the Civil War. Since the devil told me I was born a girl. All I ever did was lose you Build and tear the tower down All the days of my misspent youth Never could pour my milk to Never could pour my milk to Holy woman said I deserve what I want So I told her what I want is you You're the only chance of God Build my sorrow into someone new The sorrow ain't got nowhere to hide Can't hide this shifting heart of mine Broken rhymes and great divides Her hands were my lifeline Dropped myself, told my lips in place Smile on my face doesn't mean I'm trying Hail that Mary full of grace can't keep gambling for better time and can't keep gambling for better time. Holy woman said I deserve what I want. So I told her what I want is you. You're the only chance of God to build my sorrow into someone new. Mama said she'd never say my name. 
time wow. it's it's funny hearing it now because i all i'm hearing is my fiddle part over it now <laughs> but yeah i think what's interesting is that just the fact that you played it on the phone we were all like leaning in literally because it's it draws you in thank you it's really beautiful it's cool to hear it back like i haven't that was the beginning yeah. yeah that was the beginning of it well it was already born but that was like in its current it, iteration yeah yeah, yeah. So you sang that. I sang yeah, that. Yes, silly. that's me. This is my phone. The, the devil. <laughs> my voice memo. Right. I have proof right here. Yeah. The devil made me a girl. The devil. The wh- devil told me I was born a girl. The devil told me I was born a girl. Yes. What does that mean? It means a lot of different things. It's a lot of things to many people. I mean, it totally depends on the way you interpret it, but. And the on way, the person who's hearing it, yeah. Right, yeah. What Being, does it mean to you, What Zoe? it means to me is that. You know, growing up as a woman, as a girl, and being put into a certain box of, like, this is how you should be. And I think the world is progressing a lot away from those roles, but they're still very, very much socialized into us. Even when you're just a kid, you don't realize it. And I don't think people necessarily realize that they're, like, socializing their kid in a certain way, like, if they're not super intentional about it. But I think that, for me at least... I was given a lot of freedom in my own expression of who I was as a person, but I think many people don't have that freedom. And, you know, the devil told you you were born a girl, like the devil put you in this box and it's your job to either stay in the box or to find your way out of it. So, mm-hmm. hmm. well, yeah. not only that, you also have the whole Adam and Eve story that yeah. you have where, you definitely know. Religious definitely religious overtones throughout throughout the album yeah yeah there is and not only that this was recorded in a church yes yes it was. <laughs> which wasn't even on purpose <laughs> it was not intentional thought about it after and we were like oh that's actually sick like cool. this is nice cool. acoustics right yeah, yeah. beautiful is beautiful. it i mean I, I, it's literally literally a church but mm-hmm. is it inside all redone to be a recording studio there's or is still it, an or organ still, there but it's still churchy it's it's both yes it's still I would say churchy both. like the big organs there, the big, like, I don't know what you call the it. The ceiling. The ceiling is, like... Is the confessional, like, the vocal booth? 
would be so funny. I mean, it is a confessional. <laughs> it is a confessional, just a different version. Um, but yeah, I, th- a I mean, I, I, we joke, but I mean, there's a, there's a Vocal line that goes through all these songs from where you recorded it to like the way we all kind of hushed and listen to this listen to that song there yeah and the confessional of of the song of bearing your soul and all that yeah and it's, there's it's a sanctity very, mm-hmm. you know it's it's pretty obvious one of the things that it means that i took out of it is the line nature nurture biological you know you guys have really supported uh the lgbtqt mm-hmm. cause or the the awareness absolutely right? And so there's so much of that. I mean, my, our kids are, yours are a little bit older than mine, but 12 and 15. Mm-hmm. It's so rich right now in the schools and mm-hmm. like how you identify and what are your pronouns. And this was never that way when we were growing up. Yeah. You know? No, not, and not in high school. And the narrative no. is out. So it's like, to me, the, the yeah. devil told me I was born a girl. It says so much in that one line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were actually talking about that earlier today, how there's so many different um, different meanings, how you can take it really any way that fits with your personal experience. I feel like for, for me personally, I am gender fluid, and it's very much like, you know, the term you're assigned, you know, male right. or female at birth. And I feel like for me, I move in and out of, you know, womanhood, I feel like easily I there's so much that I love about my womanhood but that to me doesn't like encapsulate kind of all of what my experience is and I feel like that line to me is specifically referring to queer identity and Mm. it's like the devil told you this thing but that doesn't have to mean that it's the truth I just started following John Cleese you know John Cleese is from from Monty Python yeah 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 in the meaning of life Monty Python's meaning of life (laughs) have you seen that one Mm mm-hmm there's a scene in it where the woman gives birth to a baby and she goes, is it a boy or a girl? And he goes, isn't it a little too early to start assigning roles? <laughs> yeah. This is back in the, what, I don't know. 80s. Early 70s. 80s, late Love 70s. That. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's a big joke. But, right, right. But now it's but like now a total, like, yeah, now it's not true. Anymore. Isn't it a little too early to start? Yeah, that's really funny. Playing? I don't know, it just popped into my head. <laughs> that's a great movie, actually. <laughs> it's a crazy movie. Um, do you guys, do you get emotional? Well, first of all, before you talk, I want to ask that question. You may not. How many how many times have you sang this in front of an audience? Have you? Never, Literally never. Oh, okay. For then, our parents, then, maybe. Then never mind. I, I was going to say, do you do you explain the song before you sing it? But I guess you. I imagine we wouldn't. Yeah, I would. I think no. Maybe like I bet Emma would say like this is a song out of my journal. Like she would say some like poetic <laughs> one liner like to leave the audience like salivating. But I really yeah right. I really song. like that there's a lot of space to interpret that line how you want to. I really appreciate that it can mean different things for different people, and I think that you know all of those truths can exist at the same time. We named the album after that line. Devil told me. Yeah, we felt like I think Abby Duquette came up with it. A while, a while ago, and I, at first I was like, "No, like I don't know." <laughs> I about was obsessed that. with you it liked immediately. It right Emma and I were like, mm, "We're not sure." The reason I liked it was because I was like, "This is perfect." Like yeah. I was like, "We are Ruby Mac. Our symbol is an apple." We had the whole Adam and Eve snake thing going, and then I was like, "And our lyrics say, devil told me.'" Like, like that's the whole. That's the whole together. point of it. I feel like our whole thing as a band is just our feminism is such an integral. That's vital a, part of who we are. That's a real bond for you guys. Oh, absolutely. For sure. For yeah. Sure. But yeah. is that, how, did that grow 
getting to know each other or did you feel that it drew you to each other? I think it drew us to each other. For sure. Didn't you have you had, you had another band before that you renamed it? Yes. Right? yes and it that's was correct. Emma Emma June. Emma band. June. Mm-hmm. Yes. Same lineup, same, same uh, almost. A little bit interchangeable. Yeah, it yeah. was so Emma, we, we met in college. We The three of us, Emma, Zoe, and I um, went to UMass Amherst and Abby Duquette went to Smith College mm-hmm. in Western Mass. Mm-hmm. And basically Emma had a bunch of really gorgeous songs that she then invited Zoe and I to sing on. Um, that's kind of how Zoe and I met each other. And Abby Duquette joined later down the line. But the first iteration of Ruby Mac was Emma June Band, and it was working with all the material that Emma had. And then we decided that we wanted to make it a more collaborative writing and playing experience, and that's kind of how Ruby Mac formed. Okay. I kind of took a, a left turn there, but to get back on, <laughs> on what I wanted to ask, and it's hard for me to ask this because you haven't been playing these in front of people, and really it's it's more of like, what do you anticipate? You know, I can see you playing this at Club Pessim and being able to hear a pin drop. Yeah. In the, in well, the, we right. actually have played many of the songs on this before out like at Club Passim like a million times. Not a million, maybe like four. Okay. And we have some four. It's a little hazy. Um, <laughs> we have a few acapella songs actually, too. And when we sing those, we like to come off the stage and like stand in the audience. Emma and I grew up together actually and we have always been singing like in our living room together like yeah. and we would always like you know make up little songs and sing them for our parents and we're very much just like love the feeling of like being in your home space and inviting people to like share that really precious space with intimate. you it's very intimate and it's yeah. very it's very communal. yeah very um, passim <laughs> yeah so at passim we're like okay we're getting off the stage and like walk into the audience and then We'll sing these like little acapella ditties that are like four part harmony. And in those, you I really, love that. You can hear a pin drop because it's like you said, it's like everyone's leaning in. We're not mic'd. Everyone's like, I need to hear this like four part harmony. And yeah. for us, like harmonies just like fill us up. And yeah. I, and, I, and we it, like harmony fills that our with, communal cup. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I think the the moments where we get to do those songs and it's just the four part harmony when you know we used to be touring with it those were some of my favorite favorite moments of getting to sing that in different places around the country and just seeing like the different reaction to it and like getting to feel that moment with different people. So you've toured around. We yeah. have. So th- you guys are about a, like a year old. How yeah. old's the band? Well, actually, we Couple? so we started immediately prior to me moving to Austin, which was horrific timing. Yeah, um, I'd but say that about was about three years old. Three, two, yeah, yeah. Like two and a half. Ruby years ago. Mac, as Ruby Mac, the name is, is about, about one year, a year old. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but you tour, like, it's all kind of blur, though, as far as if you're technically Ruby Mac or not. Yeah, like, I feel like that was our process of kind of discerning what we, yeah. who, like, who we were going to be. But and we did tour mostly under our old name. Yeah. yeah. And if you toured with other groups and, like, supported others and that kind of support? We did a couple supporting shows. We didn't, we weren't on the road with them the whole time. Like, right. we... Uh, supported Twist and Pine mm. once. We mostly, I would say the vast majority of our stuff has been us, Just us. touring by right. ourselves. Or we'll, we, what we really like to do is we'll like hit a city and like try to share a bill with some like local peeps, you yeah, know, which is, you know, what everyone does. We've shared some bills in that sense, but we haven't really gotten on a big tour with anyone supporting yeah. them. But. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of something that was in the works very 
very close to when the pandemic started, but obviously now that COVID's here, we Freaking are not doing pandemic. that. It really I know. Threw us off our horse. COVID really got us. Well, I tell you, you're, not COVID it. really got everyone. You're like, I don't know, the fourth group of artists that we've talked to who were about to release an album when when mm-hmm. COVID hit. And, you know, some people were just waiting till it yeah, gets over to, to tour it. Uh, one person who wrote an album, he's not even going to tour it. He's just going to go on to the next project. Yeah, that's kind of how we're, we feel like we we toured with this album, even though it's not out yet, yeah. in a way. Like, there's a few think, songs on it that people haven't heard. Right, there's a couple. Milk Tooth, no one's actually heard, ever heard. yet. But that's oh. one, and it's one of the outliers. We actually have toured most of these yeah. songs, what which is Odysseus? really nice for us. Odysseus so that's an oldie. A, yeah, it's an oldie. Oh, okay. Um, I love that definitely song. definitely toured with Thank it. You. Yeah, people. That's a great song. We always say that that's our banger. We're like, this is our most <laughs> upbeat song. Like the people love to like, you Odysseus know, rocks. move to that one. So, yes, it <laughs> no, I, I, I love the chord sequence right in the beginning when you. Oh, it's it's great. I love how Thank you. Guys you. Well, the, you know, the the video is on your website. Yes, so, mm-hmm. so I really, I really was drawn to that. So, so you did play these songs. Yes, oh, many of them. Many, many of them yeah. in front of an audience. Many mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Now, and you say that Milk Tooth is the one that really kind of became what it is in the studio, though. That's mm-hmm. correct, yeah. Um, is that the only one that was really kind of built in the studio? Yes. Or, yeah. Really? So the other ones were really kind of fully, really fully formed when you went in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why we wanted to do those live, too, because like I was saying with, you know, the whole, like, intimate feel, we wanted that for the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we actually recorded every song except Milk Tooth live with all four of us in the big studio together. Okay. So yeah, that was our main format, and then Milk Tooth was the one we actually tracked out. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I feel like the energy that we have that kind of I don't know definitely makes me feel the magic of who we are is brought out when we're playing live, and we really wanted to communicate that through this album. So we made the decision to record live to try to convey that energy to people. Yeah. Well, I think it's coincidentally so important in this in this nutty time yeah. yeah where everyone is you know that's what they want is live i was telling these guys on my way here it's like you're craving it craving is a great word for it yeah yeah it's been really hard yeah. people are like oh well it's just live stream and we're like well we're not all together like we can't but we're actually doing a live stream this friday at yeah. now that, now that it's not seems. even announced officially yet but oh great nice yes yeah, so that's this friday this friday the, the day of the release the t- october 23rd 8 p.m passim ha- what is it because this friday october 23rd, 23rd 8 p.m club passim streams eastern standard time eastern standard time but this got- will be out the week after so we'll say that it was already, when? Oh, it October it was 23rd. a great time it was awesome <laughs> we loved it how was it did you feel like when you played milk tooth was it like what you expected it was everything and more cool. so uh, Pessim has really got it down to a science they actually had like a it was the other night where they had Rachel Sumner was was mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. and then Matt came on she finished a song Matt came on and then he went over to another guy, like it's a like a radio show or something. Yeah, like he, he, yeah. it's really crisp. Yeah. They really yeah. know what they're doing. They're doing it. Well, great they have job. a lot of experience in that because he, several years before COVID, they were one of the first people streaming their shows. Streaming it directly from from, from, from the place. From the place, yeah. yeah. But I think it's more in their culture that it's just like, you know, they get they got it out to people long before COVID. Despite the fact most of them are Republicans. <laughs> That's a good point. Take one look at Matt. I know. I don't know what that means. You you talk a lot about the Pioneer Valley. And the Pioneer Valley is like 
Northampton, Amherst, Conway, Florence, all yes. those that area. Over yeah, there. Greenfield. And it's so funny because we've done. A, we I just talked to Chris Smither. Uh huh. I just talked to Lisa Lisa um, Bestoni. Lisa Bestoni. Yes, yeah. love her. Uh, I talked to Erin uh, McCown. I don't know, I know her. Yeah. Okay. She's and I say, I'd say, oh yeah, okay. I talked to Erin McCohen. Yeah. We love Erin. Yeah. Love her. And, she's she's uh, incredible. We go and, way back. And we've yeah. and we've talked to um, uh, Jim Olson from Signature Sound. Love I him. end up going. We end up going out there a lot. Cool. That's great. Uh, Chris Delmhorse is well, out we there. Well, we talked to the tattoo yeah. guy too. The tattoo guy. Important. We are in Greenfield, Mass. We talked ben, to Ben, ben, ben um, Regal. Ben Regal. Ben Regal. Yeah. If you ever want a tattoo, he's great, and he's a great musician. What while uh, we while I from? talked to while we talked to him what's it called what's the tattoo shop. place this is uh, it was uh, he doesn't work, he doesn't own it anymore he sold it uh. he sold it his own but anyways I I, I digress um, <laughs> but anyway so it's there's a hotbed of artists yes. out there it's unbelievable yes. it's almost pioneer like <laughs> <laughs> but you guys you you talk about it a lot in your about section and like how influential it was and yeah. how important it was for you to be around that. Um, all those people. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, of course. I feel so, so grateful and lucky to have happened to go to college out in that area. I had always loved, loved folk music, um, but I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I had no idea that there was such a huge folk scene out that way. Mm. And I really started getting so much experience and exposure to improvising over what other people were doing through that and through those times in, in school. I think through music, I yeah, I just met so many lovely, talented people. Some Some people that I met out in Western Mass are actually still like some of my favorite artists, even though they're friends and people that I have mm. met and know, they're truly incredible. I feel Shout really- Shout them out, don't be shy. Yeah, so um, my friend Noah Coffee, they go under the name of Izzy Coffee is their mm. stage name. Izzy um, Coffee? Izzy Coffee, yes. Nice. Um, I believe it's I-Z-Y y. and then C-O-F-F-E-Y. They are incredible and also um, our friend Maggie, who goes by Little Busy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some really, just really incredible folk artists and queer folk artists, which was also probably influential in its own way. You definitely mentioned that, and there's a community there, and you felt, do you feel it, would, it was it's different out there than it was you know, where you grew up or maybe out in Austin? Oh, you, you felt yeah. like it was so much more I feel like communal? the contrast between like Eastern Mass, Boston area versus like, the Western Mass, Northampton mm -hmm. area is yeah. so, so different. Like, mm -hmm. the culture is just very much, like, slower and, like, yeah. I don't know, more down to earth, I guess. It's just, yeah, I, I feel like every time I, like, go down Route 2, I'm, like, entering a new, a different world. Yeah, it here. does feel like a different yeah. world. I feel like that, in a lot of ways, I feel like there's so much more freedom to, for me, at least, to be myself in Western Massachusetts. I mean, we're, both Boston, from the, yeah. we're both from the suburbs, so I feel yeah. like the vibe is very different. I love farmland, and I love being in the mountains, so Western Mass really feels, like, soul-filling. So it's a lot like the culture of Burlington, Vermont, where for I, sure. yeah. I did a lot of growing. I didn't grow up there, but I was there. For, I was lived there for 10 years. Nice. And uh, my sister lives there, and, and it, it is very similar to the <laughs> Northampton, Amherst, yeah. that whole vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of just chill acceptance. Um, you know, what's interesting talking with you is that I was thinking about Jonathan. Jonathan Burke. Our 
Do you know Jonathan Brooke? She um, was one of my favorite artists when I was in Burlington. Cool. And she went to Amherst College. Okay. And she and Jennifer Kimball started a, who we've had on a podcast too, started a duo that you guys, if there's one thing you have to promise me oh, you'll do. I'm so excited. Is they're called The Story. The okay. Story. Okay. Well, you might know, you, that. since you've played a Passim, you might know Jennifer Kimball. She was part of The Story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like there's, a, there's an album in like 1992, maybe, I'm, called The Angel in the House. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is The Story. It is one of the most beautiful albums I've ever heard. And, mm-hmm. sh- and it... The songwriting is just incredible, and their harmonies. Mm. That's one of their things. Is like they'll they'll kind of like come together and like intersect each other and mm. come back, and it's just like almost uncomfortable. And then they're out, and then That's they're great. back out again. We'll listen to that on the way home. Yeah, <laughs> it's that same vibe from that same, but it was in the '90s. So it's like it, it's it's kind of like this culture. Yeah, that yeah. Stays, it feels you know? so grounded in tradition. Yeah. Even though we haven't lived the tradition, yeah. I maybe in a past life, I'm not sure. I feel like we all individually feel so drawn and connected to folk since forever. So yeah. now that you're in the same bubble, are you, are you living in the same house now? Is that what you're no, doing? No, we're not. Abby and Emma are, um, yes. and that's where we were this uh, these past couple days. Um, but yeah, Zoe's in Sudbury, and I'm in JP. Eventually, we might all Eventually, be in Western Mass. Eventually, we're hoping that to be, be all in the same place. Lovely. Right. <laughs> what is the what is the plan with the album? Like, uh, it's coming out October 23rd? 23rd, yes. yes. I mean, you've got the Passim gig. Are you, do you yep. have anything special planned to the try Passim and do something with it? The stream is really the, the, the special thing that we're doing. I think that this winter probably holds much more creating and writing like together. hibernating and yeah. journaling. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's going to be a good time because all signs point to... Being Shut indoors, down, right? yeah. Yeah, moving up. So, yeah. yeah, get back into that church, into that confessional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, more exactly. of it. You know, speaking of the confessional, you know, there's a, there's another line that I'm going to quote. It said, um, in each other and their music, the four friends have found a home in which they can question everything that society expects of them, live and express themselves in their true identity, and inspire others to do the same. That's a pretty heavy weight to carry. <laughs> something that you embrace? Is oh, that something absolutely. Definitely Honestly, that, I forgot about that quote, but you reading that, I feel like that encapsulates the essence of who we are and who we hope to be. We also just are, like, really good friends. Obviously, like, bands over time become great friends, but they're not necessarily good friends when they start playing music. It feels yeah, very it much, feels like, really safe and secure and that yeah. we can all really, like, rely on each other. And, like, all of us have a lot of different experience and different strong suits. So I think it works in our favor that we're such good friends. You know, we're all very unique but we all have a lot to say and when I feel like the things that are important to us individually are also it becomes just that much more powerful when we're together as a collective and can Mm. kind of have more it feels like more of a platform to say the things that we want and lift ourselves up and lift other people up it just feels really amazing to be able to do that yeah it feels less of a burden and more of just like a privilege yeah. to like yeah absolutely be who we are and to be able to have that is just really interesting and cool but like you also are making it safe for people that are coming of age that like want to feel that they're okay if yeah. they f- if they feel a certain way you know and it's acceptance you know we were joking about the indigo girls before but it's like i remember 
you know, back in the 90s. <laughs> but, like, I was in college in Burlington, and they came to town, and there was, like, eight dudes in the audience, wow. you know? It was like Lilith. Lil- 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 but, was like, it was a up, bunch. So. It was, like, so many women that were, yeah. like, free, and, like, I'm singing along because I feel fucking great, you yeah. know? Yeah, hell yeah. And... Yeah, I could I could feel that as a guy, totally. you know, and I and I don't know, I I think it's really. Listen, the patriarchy crushes us all. Exactly. We're all in this together. <laughs> we really are. Ron was also Especially. tripping his balls off too. <laughs> right. I would hope. That Honestly, helps. tripping up the nigga girls sounds amazing. Yeah. Right. They weren't even there actually. I was just I was on drugs. <laughs> you, just, you just imagined. No, no, no it was like two two time. ladies from the cafeteria actually. <laughs> oh my god. You guys don't have any. Um, you don't have any any drums. We don't. We don't. People you, always ask us that. Actually, they're like, "Sounds like you need some percussion." No, I don't think and you like, need it. I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying no, no, I think not you, you need it. It was very but passive but aggressive. But I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's. Uh, but calling the Republicans was not. Right? Yeah, yeah. Come on. No, that, that was, was just aggressive. That was that was, look at. She, she wasn't wearing a mask. It's true. <laughs> no, but you're right. It was very passive as aggressive. A, as a, um, you know, public statement, Ruby Mac does support wearing masks. We do. <laughs> just to put so that out So do we. There. We support wearing masks. You Actually, got it. You got it. Protect this is your a little stupid. But you should think about it. You could pu- come out with something that says Ruby, Ruby Mask. Masked. We've we thought about actually, it. Actually, yeah, we have heard We've that. Really Sorry, it's not stupid. It. It's really brilliant. No, it's no, no, I love it. It's hilarious, actually. You know, pretty relevant for the times, you could say. But yeah. to bring it all back, no, we don't have percussion. Yes, I would be interested in it. <laughs> I would we also just be don't interested. really know any like percussionists. I, guess. I feel like down the line that would be really cool. I think some of the stuff that we're working on creating now could absolutely use percussion. Sure. I would mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. Well, well know, a studio uh, album would be amazing with a couple songs on it. When we talked to Chris Smither, Chris Smither ha- is very well known for tapping his feet, and, mm-hmm. and he has that the tapping of his feet in the songs oh. himself. It's like part of oh, it. Oh, that's it, why you had it on Facebook. Yes. I thought you were just like, do you know who these feet are? No, because he was tapping <laughs> his feet. He's known for tapping his feet. Oh, I didn't know he's known there's for a that. Whole, there's a whole thing behind it. That That's I don't, I don't just haphazardly put stuff on Facebook. <laughs> um, Actually, he does everybody's but, you know, feet. We also, it's a little weird. I, uh, we're big fans of Honeysuckle, you know, the band Honeysuckle. Yeah, yeah. So when Ben was with Holly and Gooch, he would have just the bass drum just going boom, boom, boom. And oh, it's just yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. simple one beat. Yeah really does a lot it and it really seems does. to be a very it seems to be a very recurring theme with this type of music of mm-hmm. just doesn't have to be you know with a snare and a hi-hat but just right. some, yeah it's just funny something that i think keeps the i rhythm. think like when we were playing as a three-piece of just us and emma and abby duquette wasn't there yet her adding the bass was yeah. that kind of feel for us yeah. it was like oh that's the like grounding that it we've drives. been missing that yeah. like holds the song and I think that was really changing to the sound because, yeah, we needed that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm. I feel like we're always interested in like we want a banjo player. We uh, want yes. The, uh, well, they're starting to learn album, mandolin, so. so we're gonna add that in. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Sorry, it's only your first album. Yeah, that's true. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so that's uh, a lot. Well, when is it coming out? Did we already say that? We did. Yes, oh, the, the same day as the Passim. Yes. It already you happened last it, week. Congratulations. Yeah. How many <laughs> so people much. bought copies at Passim? One million. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean four? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as four. <laughs> did you, uh, is it coming out in vinyl? Oh, no. We wish. We wish. If we had, like, I don't know, someone to be like, I'll get your thing on vinyl for you, you know. But. Chuck could. I am actually, I'm he, writing a, I'm writing an op-ed about vinyl for class. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. And he loves I've, vinyl. I just read all about Vinyl's it. Vinyl great. for the first time since the early '80s has back. outsold CDs. That no actually way. makes sense Ch- to me. Chuck, you really? All the youngins are I like, love that. I have a record player. So you want to know how much it costs to make a to make 500 copies of an album? It costs 17 uh, 1750 okay. 7, 1750 dollars. Is that a lot? And you can make back seventy five hundred bucks. Right. So you so the, the return so is Chuck, big, but you have to have that initial. I know you're doing this out bed. Yes. I know you love vinyl. I do. You I think me? what? No, I really <laughs> think I want to say live on this podcast right now. Yes. That to all those millions of people, I mean f- uh, four that are listening to it, <laughs> four hundred. Yeah. I I think that you should try out and maybe these no pressure, but maybe they should be your first clients. I don't, and you should seven, make, I don't have 1750 bucks. <laughs> Who does? No, <laughs> we'll make it happen. It'll be crowdsourced or somehow. Really? We'll do it. I All think right. you should have your, maybe it's above the basement, or it should be vinyl I'm, company of well, some I sort. I want an like, album to come out in vinyl, so that could be yeah. too. We, we interviewed the guy, at the, speaking of Burlington, the Burlington mm-hmm. Record Plant. Oh, cool. And he makes, he, you should talk with him. Justin Crowder. I actually emailed him to see if I could get a quote from my uh, yeah. bed. Cool. I could see this being, this taken off. Vinyl. There you go. There you go. You just yeah. a new business idea. So mm-hmm. we got we got Ruby Mask. Ruby Mask. And then <laughs> and then vinyl. Yeah. Perfect. But I don't know where I was. Oh yeah, I asked you if you had, if you had vinyl. But yeah. You had, do you have do you have do you have actual physical CDs? We do. We do, we yeah, do have copies yes. of the album yet. We should have brought one. Didn't think. Oh. Yeah, we can mail you one. No. Okay, we'll mail you one. Would you guys play a song for us? Do you think you can do something for us? Yeah, let's. We'll it's come funny because the two of us never play just us. I will not. Anymore. That's the best mm. part that we we're can. gonna figure it out. We can. We'll we'll make something up.
to thank Zoe and Abs for talking with us. You can learn more and purchase their music at rubymacfolk.com and also stream their album on Spotify, Apple Music, or Bandcamp. But please buy the album from them. Go to AboveTheBasement.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, listen and subscribe to our podcast, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and look at all the nice pictures we post on Instagram. We are everywhere. From all of us at Above the Basement, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, wear a mask for God's sakes. And remember, Boston music like its history.